0: Hey, thanks for checking out this podcast from Sports Kita Wrestling. Check out the rest of our audio offerings, including episodes of Legion of Raw with Vince Russo every Monday night into Tuesday, Smack Talk with Dutch Mantel every Friday into Saturday, and content nearly six days a week, including pay-per-view post shows. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on the podcast app of your choice. Also, check out all these shows in our video versions on YouTube and Facebook Watch.
1: All right, and here we
0: are, ladies and
1: gentlemen. If you're on the East Coast, good Saturday morning to you. We just watched four hours of professional wrestling, and now thank you to you sick, demented people who are tuning in to watch three dudes talk about said four hours of professional wrestling. This is a special edition of Smack Talk, talking about two hours of SmackDown and two hours of Rampage. This is Sports Keto Wrestling. Let's get it going. Watch out,
0: watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out.
1: Oh, boy. Uh, just uh, let, let me get some homework. That, out. Of that was a quick opening. <laughs> let me get some homework <laughs> out of the way first. Uh, this is going to be a very expedited edition of Smack Talk. We got four hours.
2: Hey, and, I got a lot I got a part. lot to I got a lot to say, really.
1: <laughs> All right, well, you're going to be doing most of the talking. My my happy <laughs> ass is going to sit here and let you talk. a uh, couple of uh couple of housekeeping uh, things. First off, had a chance to talk to Liv Morgan yesterday. She is absolutely wonderful. Full 17-minute interview is up on the Sports Keto Wrestling YouTube page. Please check it out. She is absolutely fantastic even though she lost tonight, which drove me effing crazy. Uh, we will get there. Secondly, We have a very special edition of Smack Talk next week. We have gotten the green light. Guys, I don't even know if you know the plan yet. But we, and I mean we as in me, Jose G and Kev Kellum, are going live at 8 o'clock doing a full ESPN-style WWE draft show from 8 o'clock until 10 o'clock. It is going to be a full watch-along, so make sure to join us right here, Facebook, Twitter, Wherever the hell we are, YouTube, we got it all covered. And then, as soon as the show is over, it'll be myself, Sid, and Dutch breaking it all down. So we are uh, really looking forward to this uh, next week, full on draft I thought, show. I thought so you to- were giving me the day, the the night off. Uh, but- <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a brief recap, guys, a brief recap. So you'll want to tune in to the SK Wrestling YouTube channel starting at eight o'clock Eastern Time. Uh, next Friday, full watch along here on the Sports Kidder Wrestling YouTube and Twitter channel. All right, Dutch, sound off. We had four hours of wrestling tonight. What'd you think?
2: I like SmackDown. I literally hated uh Rampage. Wow. <laughs> no, really, because on, on Rampage, I'm what did who did who did they advance? It was just more of the same all night long. A six-man, an eight-man, this, that, and the other, whatever. Everybody fighting all over the place. It It was almost like you put a bunch of independent guys together, and they just did whatever they wanted to do. That show did not. It looked disjointed. I thought, you know, they didn't even highlight Adam Cole. He got the win, but that was it. Uh, he and got the
1: win and the loudest pop I have ever heard in my life on
2: Adam. Man. Oh my goodness, we're off I, the rails. Early I, I can't. I, I can't believe it. He may have got a loud pop, but you keep booking him like that. That interest is going to. I, I would say,
1: if anybody who got advanced uh, tonight and said, "Maybe you can," uh, you can agree with me on this one. I thought. Uh, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky getting the win tonight was definitely the right call. And then you had a bunch of, I'm assuming, MMA fighters. I'm not an MMA guy. I don't know what American Top Team is. So Jorge was, Masvidal. He is yeah, that, bored that, that for dude, professional wrestling. That dude, uh, he hit a wicked V-trigger. Uh, I'll say that much. I know Paige Van Zandt. Uh, she, did, she did all right in the spot that she was given. tonight. I know literally none of the other dudes. But Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky, them getting a win over Jericho and, and sorry, Dutch, your boy Hager tonight. Uh, That was uh, that was the right call. I think those guys got advanced. I think powerhouse Hobbs looked incredibly yes. well uh, I in agree. The seat tonight. uh, He gave Punk every bit uh, that he could handle. My biggest issue with the show tonight was a lot of the same stuff, the same issues I have with AEW, a lot of gang wars type stuff tonight and a lot of. Shenanigans, a lot of referee distractions. That referee distraction in the Penelope Ford and the bunny match tonight was just absolutely awful. It was just
2: oh I'll I'll agree with you. The brass was- the brass nucks twice in a girls match in a female match. I don't get it. I don't get it, guys. That because, was my because biggest you you buried the referee, and if your referee's not there to call it. Why even have him in there? So
3: I would say uh, Santana and Ortiz and the Lucha Bros both got advanced. Them taking the win there made me very much anticipate uh, full gear. If they if that's the tag team championship matchup, I'm looking forward to that. Um, yeah, I agree with you. Men of the Year got a big win uh, over Jericho and Hager. Uh, I, I think Powerhouse Hobbs definitely had his best performance yet against CM Punk. Uh, you also, I think the super kick, the super click as a unit looked good. Maybe not Adam Cole on his own i would but i would say the super click as a unit made me that whole tag team match was so much fun the the trios match was so much fun that i was just like give us trios titles at this point because i'm ready for the super click to be the trios champions because they just had they were they just were out there and you could tell they were having a great time love the reaction to luchasaurus that was the best he's looked in quite some time as well mm-hmm. uh jungle boy gets a superstar reaction they build up adam cole versus jungle boy i can't wait for that on the dynamite uh following up from grand slam and the new york crowd although they were there for four hours my god they were hot for even the main event and eddie kingston getting that reaction in new york city made me very happy it made my new york heart grow three times larger
1: <laughs> that was a nice freudian slip by the way calling him super kick uh instead of <laughs>
3: no, yeah, 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 super kick they, they do super kicks but super kick. Sh-
2: yes they should have got paid by the super kick they was having. They were like fifty super kicks on this show. I, I think.
1: Uh, I think it's actually a bonus clause in their contract. They get like ten grand for every super kick they hit in a match. So I think that's why they they do them a lot. Um, but I, I'll say this much. Look, the Rampage tonight to me, it came off like they were trying to do something really big, and they wanted this this huge crowd. Right. That's why they gave them the four hour show on Wednesday. They taped the last two hours of this. There was so much of this show tonight on Rampage that could have been put on another show like incredibly fun matches like you were talking about but Dutch to your point a lot of it didn't mean a whole much it w- it was fun they crammed a lot into two hours but considering that we're now here at midnight I- I'm like it's like 11 15 and I'm looking at my watch going all right can we can we speed this up that's never a good thing when you're watching a wrestling show
2: all right I'll see you later <laughs> <laughs> we-, we can speed this up believe me CM Punk I like I don't know if he should have come out first. I guess that was a good way to open it. Yeah, I, I think but, they wanted to put him out there before the crowd was dead. <laughs> but I think if they'd have left him a little bit later, you'd have kept more of the crowd. I think this crowd floated out. I don't know what the ratings are going to be. They may be different fans <clears throat> than what I expect them to be. But I, I, th- I think – and talking about Hobbs, that guy's a big kid. uh-huh yes. I, and yes, he's, he is. he's uh, on, on on that uh, deal that uh, Punk did on the top, and he held him up. When he took him over, I, I almost thought Punk got hurt.
3: Yeah. I thought I thought Powerhouse Hobbs was going to get hurt. I thought he was going to get spiked on that, Hurrican Rada. Uh, but, but can we talk about one thing? AEW, you want your woman's audience to go up. You need to give us more goddamn hook. Did you see hook was trending worldwide? This Taz's kid just standing on the outside looking like James Dean was, was trending. Cool. He was trending worldwide. I'm a hooker. If you're a hooker, let us know. Hookers stand up. Hookers we- are standing up, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Can we pull that cut? Can we I I need to take that out of context. Uh, can we <laughs> I can use that later for uh various purposes so I'm so that hooker. is
2: so that's Taz's kid yes yeah. I, I didn't know that but he is a good looking kid he is and he's yeah. pushing this he's Ever- got the Ever- James Dean look the cool look he's he, he does well Steve one of our regulars one of you you sick monsters who's
1: who's joining us here at twelve fourteen in the morning on the east coast uh when will we see hook wrestle I'm not sure but man I hope when it does happen he's good because there is so much hype built, I've never seen so much hype built up around somebody who has done nothing, Hook, literally nothing. Hook, because Hook has
3: has all the charisma that Dominic Rosario wished he had. No I'm kidding. sorry. Yeah, like he just he doesn't have to say a goddamn word, and he has so much charisma.
2: There is no need for profanity, Sid. Hey. Hey. I, it's 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 12 a.m.
3: It's past 12 a.m. I got one year olds. I'm not gonna get any sleep before oh, okay. my podcast tomorrow. So I am letting it fly. I am a hooker, ladies and gentlemen. If you're a hooker too, put your thumbs up, give a thumbs up to this video, show your support, hooker stand
1: up. We've gone from smack talk to taxi cab confessions. What the, hell is going- <laughs> what the hell is going on here? Oh, Jesus. Welcome to smack talk after dark uh, guys. We do appreciate everybody who is uh, chiming in so far, who is, uh, who's, who's joined us along, who is going to be an insomniac. I'm probably me. I'm drinking coffee to make it through this show. That's, that's going to be an issue uh, later, but, uh, Get, uh, get your comments in if you have any questions for Dutch. If you have any questions for uh, myself or Sid for whatever reason, get them in. Uh, we'll try to answer them as quickly as possible. One thing we haven't talked about yet since we're talking about Rampage, we might as well go through the whole show. Homicide. Homicide coming down yes. at the end for a big pop from the New York crowd, helping out his boy Eddie Kingston win. And John Moxley, if you didn't know it already, he is a crazy <laughs> Like <laughs> Like just getting choked. Literally getting hung, which, by the way, was the spot of the night. He's literally draped yes. over the rope, getting hung, and Excalibur nonchalantly just goes, "Well, folks, we got to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right
2: back with our <laughs> final one of the night." <laughs> Who's getting hung? <laughs> who did Who did Miro throw off the stage? Oh. oh,
3: that was a murder. That That was Fiego del Sol. That was awesome. <laughs> And, and Ricky, Stark's selling. Ricky Stark's reaction to it was the best.
2: <laughs> the yep. best was they were laughing their asses off. I went, wow. I mean, is that funny? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you look. But funny. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to say tonight. Listen, guys. Mark Henry's interview oh, had to go down in the annals of the worst interview almost ever. Because <laughs> Kingston was talking, Moxley was talking, the Japanese tried to say something, then Mark Henry's trying to decipher that. I'm going, What the hell is going on? None of this was Mark's but, fault. No, I, no, but no, but it, I, no, that wasn't Mark's fault. But it was, uh, it, it wasn't good. Oh, now, Su- wow. Suzuki, I liked him. Oh, yeah, he's great. You, you yeah. know how many bumps he took in that match? <laughs> he took, i don't think he took any <laughs> that was none. all
1: that was all th- and and just john my, being a psychopath
3: my favorite part was that boxley and suzuki still fighting after the match is over oh. that
2: was awesome
1: and if anything that that pre uh that that, that, that was pre- the best match of, that was the best match of the night though but and, and, and here's my thing you say that, that that interview segment was the worst of all time. I'm going to put it among the best of all time just because Mox dropped that family guy reference. That was perfect. The giant chicken to my Peter. I don't know if that one went over your head or not, Dutch. That, that was great. Different. Uh, but that one was really, really good. I just love – I love Eddie Kingston going nuts. I just did. He had started oh, he having problems with the shirt and everything like that. Like, get this off of me. I was dying laughing. I was like, Eddie Kingston is just so passionate. He's so ready
3: to get out there in front of his hometown. He's like, get this off of me. Like, the shirt is like a person.
1: <laughs> we got at least one person who, uh, Molly, she agrees with you. It, it was a mess, but you know what? It was a fun mess, so I don't I don't mind yeah. it. And Mark Henry literally, like, opened it and then closed it, and that was it. So that's the best use of Mark Henry in an interview that we've had on Rampage yet.
2: So I, I, I couldn't make out Ricky Starks' voice. How did he do?
1: he, he, he did, did he did fine i think that
3: he just added when he needed to add it and that's why i said like he had my one of my favorite moments on commentary uh, I, w- I will say the best commentary was the trios match because don Callis and taz healing it up on commentary was just fantastic but uh ricky stars kind of just chimed in when he needed to he didn't really uh you know mark henry he kind of didn't know when to find his spots and i feel like ricky starks did a better job of that and they've been listening to us they've been watching smack talk dutch because they've they've taken mark henry officially off of commentary and ricky starks is basically his replacement
2: well yeah because uh, they only had I heard around that around,
1: right because jericho was uh jericho was actually wrestling on rampage so yeah 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 so Less is more when it comes to the the, uh, the broadcast booth. For sure.
2: You know, one thing about those commentators, they talk too fast. They are <laughs> rushing through it. So when they say, oh, we are in Miami, wh- whenever that, I don't think a lot of people hear that because they're not putting a font up saying Miami such and such a date in the building, unless it's down at the bottom and I missed it, but they're running through it just to get through it. But I think most people miss that.
1: Yeah. Uh, Ozzy says, Sid is right. I don't know about what, but, uh, there you go, Sid. Uh, they say that, uh, that you were right. Uh, Rijoux wants to know what Dutch thought about, uh, happy talk with happy Corbin. We will get to that, uh, coming up when we get to, uh,
2: good question. <laughs> I was going to bring that up cause I was thoroughly confused. Yeah.
1: We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll get you caught up, uh, for sure on that one. Cause I, I think I know what you were, uh, you were confused about, but uh, overall, I think this was a, a show that didn't need to be two hours tonight. I think they could have done just the the three hour show on on Wednesday, and it would have just felt as big and as important. And they could have bumped a couple things back to to next week or put them on YouTube or or something like that. Fun show. I just, I maybe it's just me. Maybe I'd feel different if this show started at eight o'clock instead of ten o'clock.
2: That's
3: that's it. what I think. That's what that's I, I think that I think that both of you would be reacting to this show a lot better. I felt like. The first show was boring and this show woke me up. So I felt like this was one of the better rampages. No, it doesn't need to be two hours, especially starting at, at 10 PM, because yeah, I, I I felt tired before like the Penelope Ford and uh, Bunny match, but that main event got my energy right back up at the end. So they did a they did a good job of placing most of the matches. I thought the show was a lot of fun. Most of the things that I liked, I say I said the only thing that I really didn't like was the Penelope Ford and bunny match you guys are absolutely right the the finish was ridiculous the referee distraction was too much the post match was okay with the dark order coming out and hfo but too much matt hardy on my tv at that late of night i can't i can't stand it that was a little too much for me and that was my main issue
2: the the hair match with jack evans that surprised me where did that come from it was just like well, I guess they're gonna have it next week, right?
3: Uh, yeah, next week on Rampage.
1: Yeah, uh, apparently Matt Hardy's uh, new kink is hair. I, I don't know. Uh, he's obsessed <laughs> with it now. He wants to cut it. And this is—it wasn't this the Nightmare Collectives bit? Was the, the basically revamping the Nightmare Collective with you know Matt Hardy's Big-
3: Boys, basically, they had to give it to the next awful uh, faction that they have in in AEW. They got rid of the Nightmare Collective, so now they're giving it to HFO, and HFO is clearly the bottom of the barrel when it comes to stables and factions in AEW.
2: You know, Rampage, you need a program so you can start reading up on why these things are happening because they leave me in the dust. <laughs> I've never seen more seconds and more managers. And my life is on this show, and I don't even know who they are. Like I said, a lot of research. Let's, 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 let's jump back to SmackDown. Yeah. All right. You talk about Happy, Happy Corbin. Yeah, we could talk about that. Okay. So who was the guy under the hood that came in? Okay.
1: That gentleman's name is Riddick Moss. All right. We have not seen him on television in what a year? Sid, a year? Sid yeah. like to be completely yeah. honest. I forgot he was under the employment still of WWE. Um, Thank
3: God they reminded me who the hell he was because I was thoroughly confused no when idea. he took the hoodie off. I had no idea who that was until they said, oh, that's Riddick Moss. And I was like, okay. you're, you're saying,
2: oh, oh, got it. Riddick Moss. Well, how could I forget? I've so never what? even heard the I've never even heard the guy's name. Former yeah.
3: former twenty four seven champion Riddick Moss. Riddick you know oh. Oh. he's a illustrious yeah. resume he has. Like, a, it makes a big at
1: difference. At one point, at one point, he was the longest reigning twenty four seven. Oh
3: my god! Look at but, look at that! Look at his yeah. look at his credentials. And as, and as soon as that segment was over, I was like, man. Ke- Every segment they've had with Kevin Owens over the last couple of weeks, I just feel his body getting more and more out the freaking door. And, it, and this week, this week, this week kind of confirmed it for me because AEW doing a whole deal with the Owen Hart Foundation. And this guy named his kid after Owen Hart. I know he's looking across the room at AEW like, hey, boo, how you doing? I, 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 I'm, I'm going to finish with her real quick, but I'm going to come over there.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm getting, when it comes to Kevin Owens booking, I'm getting serious Dean Ambrose last few months yeah. in, in WWE. I would not be at all surprised if we get a very similar type style, like around, you know, late October, early November, right before Christmas, we get a release that says Kevin Steen, Kevin Owens, whatever his real name is, is not going to be re-signing with the company, and we're going to get that KO goodbye tour, basically. Um, yeah where
3: versus Sami Zayn a hundred times before he leaves.
2: Didn't he release a tweet the other day? Kind of, uh, kind of hinting that he was headed AEW's way. Yeah, he did,
1: but that could also be posturing.
2: Uh, you that, know, it could be.
1: Yeah. I mean, he, he could be hanging out, you know, playing games with his friends in order to get a, a better contract from WWE. I'm not ruling it out that he's, he's definitely gone, but, It definitely it's almost like Cesaro's booking before he signed his contract extension earlier this year. It's like they're just not doing anything with him and they're using him to progress other people. Obviously, they got plans for happy Corbin. I actually didn't mind the actual talk show segment. It was very, you know, down Corbin's alley tonight. But yeah, if you have no clue like Dutch, if you have no clue who (laughs) Riddick Moss is, you were left going what the hell just happened? Who is this guy? And why is he laughing at me? Like that, that was, a big thing. it's like, it's like they've turned happy Corbin into the Joker. And now he's got his, his own little crony that is just going to do the laughing for him. Uh, so, I mean, I'm interested. I'm interested to see where this is going. The last time though, that they put dudes with Corbin, they were gone three weeks later and then they were no longer with the company, but good for Riddick Moss. They got it back on TV. They're doing something with them. I'm interested to see what they can do with him. So well, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. So you like you like
2: Happy Corbin a little better.
1: I do. I like Happy Corbin a lot better than Sad <laughs> Sad Corbin. That's for sure.
2: Oh yeah, that's that's good. Uh, Bum ass Corbin, as uh, Pat
1: McAfee, uh, as Pat McAfee would call him. Uh, this was a big night of SmackDown as far as uh, the women are concerned. Maybe Third- not. Maybe not so much as in the ring because they only had like six minutes of actual match time tonight. <laughs> way too freaking low. Uh, but Dutch, you had hey, another, how many women this,
2: we had on the show tonight? I counted thirteen. Not all crazy. of them. Not all of them worked. Right. But they had six and like six in one match. Not all of them with Knox and what's the other girl's name? Right. Yeah. Yeah. They were six in one. So. But I did like Zelina Vega getting a win. I do, but not over Liv Morgan. She has the. the, Oh, stop! You got a crush on the girl. This is business, man. Stop it! It's business. What? How? How does it make sense to have Liv Morgan
1: lose in like two minutes? Before she's got her second ever pay per view match on Sunday,
3: because she's gonna win on Sunday, it's about getting heat on the match with Carmella. That's that's what I think that was all about. I I wasn't I saw a lot of people on social media get upset over Liv Morgan losing before Sunday, but I was totally fine with it because I understood the WWE thinking on this. They wanted to get heat on the match that has the least amount of heat going into Sunday. You give Zelina Vega her first victory since September of two thousand twenty.
1: Yeah, it's been a year
2: actually oh my god actually i applaud it (laughs) yeah
3: yeah i i thought i thought that that was the a nice use of uh zelina of Liv and carmella there
2: but most of the
1: day i think my biggest issue was the match was three minutes long and most of it was focused on carmella laying across the damn table that was my biggest problem like we saw like two moves in the entire freaking match and then it was it was over um
2: so not, you, watch, you watch women's wrestling for the moves? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, we're we're going we're to get, get canceled. Um, hey, hey, bring me that bottle of rum, please. I got to get
3: drunk on this. Oh, oh, and Dutch, it was actually 14 because I forgot we got Tony Storm doing air guitar with, uh, oh, with yeah. Boogs and Shinsuke.
1: I hope they don't put her with boots. I don't think I don't they have know. an idea what they want to do with Tony I,
3: I think they will, though. I think that was what that tease was all about. They're going to put her with Boogs and Nakamura.
1: Well, which, they're not with Liv Morgan. Which, uh, I, if you guys watch the interview or want to watch the interview that I did with Liv Morgan today, we went into detail on. Can it.
3: Can I Can I shoot with you, brothers? Can I shoot with you, brothers? Because Because you know, I'm going to be versing him on Sunday. In a, in a trivia battle 12 oh, p.m right. eastern time right here on the sports keto wrestling youtube channel the extreme rules trivia show and me and rick kind of mentioned this before but Kevin Kellum, I love you. You're a great podcaster, great personality for sports Theater wrestling, but goddamn, you're not getting paid by Vince to be a shill for WWE. He said that yeah. Boogs, Boogs, and Nakamura yeah. is the best entrance in wrestling. He said, no, no, no. He said undeniably the best entrance in wrestling. Will you get your head out of Mr. McMahon's booty? Please, in, re, uh, you know, take it out. You're in Chicago. You're not in Connecticut. You don't have to have your head directly inside his booty and say undeniably. Say it's the best entrance in WWE. That's fine. That's a, that's a nice opinion. But when you say it's undeniably the best in wrestling, when there's great entrances in New Japan, there's great entrances in AEW, you had Wild Thing with, with the fans sharing. You had Jungle Boy with the fans doing this to, oh, oh. oh, oh but you are happy because Pat McAfee dances like a damn fool to Shinsuke Nakamura's theme, and you're saying that's the best entrance in wrestling? Will you stop it? That's why I'm going to murk you in that trivia battle. Can Jeez. I say
2: Can I say something? Rick Uchino has a better entrance. Thank you.
3: See? With the, with the cigar? With the oh, cigar? Yeah. Come on. Char-
2: you char- kidding me? Char- character. Billy. You kidding me? Now, who said that? Kevin Kellum? Yeah. Kevin Kellum.
1: Yeah. Kevin Kellum.
2: Uh also this you ignorant bastard. So. Look,
1: if you take if you take Pat McAfee away from that entrance, it's not nearly
2: as good. It's no, not. Pat's charisma and him It's d- it's table it's annoying.
1: Table. I like it. I like Pat. Uh I can get where he would put some people off. Uh I think Pat brings a lot of energy to the show. He's not something you usually see on the commentary table. He's different, so I like him um maybe that'll get old on me sooner or later but uh i i i pop every time mcafee's up on the table or dancing on michael cole or something like that so i i, I go nuts for it but uh we'll get back to the uh, the intercontinental championship match here in a little bit uh let's try to bring some uh some order to this so lib morgan loses to Zelina vega in a very very quick match uh she will get uh, carmella on sunday in extreme rules a match that has no stipulation We'll get to that also uh, coming up here in a second. But uh, we opened up the show tonight with Becky and Bianca. Pretty decent uh, promo exchange. That was good. Nothing nothing to really get excited about here. The crowd was hot for both of them. But, uh, Sid, we were talking about this earlier uh, before we went on the air. You kind of noticed something in this exchange that was a little bass-ackwards.
3: Yeah, I don't know who's the face or who's the heel. Because Becky Lynch, everything she said was 100% correct. Because when they replayed what happened last week, it made me realize that, yeah, Bianca Belair was the one that got physical with Becky Lynch. It wasn't Becky. Becky just wanted to shake her hand, let her have her a moment. But Bianca pulls her in, and then she gets punked out. And it's just like, how is that a babyface move? I know it's in her hometown. So she, so Becky got booze in the end. But in reality, it was her that got the physical, that started the physicality. And then Becky won in the end. So that made her come off like a babyface. So everything that Becky said this week, it just made sense. And she sounded, she just sounded like a cocky heel. She didn't, no, a cocky champion. She didn't sound like a cocky heel. This is all the stuff she would have said if she was a babyface still. And it's not really getting across to me who's the heel. While Bianca, on the other hand, is still complaining about oh, I wasn't ready for the match at, at SummerSlam. I like the stuff she said, you know, about accomplishing all the stuff that Becky did in half the time. But in the end, when you're still complaining about that 26 seconds at SummerSlam, it, it, it's a little bit off to me.
1: And maybe they're leaving it open-ended. Maybe they're they're following my advice to see who the crowd turns on first. Maybe they've adjusted, maybe they've seen that okay this is a bad idea to turn Becky Lynch heel at this point but I I do like the character work we're seeing out of Becky tonight because this was definitely somebody and you could see it in her face once Bianca started going into that I've done what you've done better and faster than you have done it that was that was a look of somebody who was threatened tonight and that's the thing is like that goes back into that confidence trying to be confident but not really be confident having that self-doubt inside of you acting like you're the shit when you don't really think you are do i still have it that's what i got out of becky lynch tonight she was threatened and then she snapped when she snapped at her i feel bad for becky's kid because i would not want to have to stare down mama bear like that all right that that no sir Uh uh-uh um so i i like that snap that I want to see more. I want to see that more aggressive side. But I love the character work tonight. And, yeah, Sid, you make a lot of good points about uh, about Bianca. It's going to be interesting to see how this goes down on uh, on Sunday, Dutch.
2: Well, my views on Becky Lynch is, Sid. She's like you. She's still feeling that half the people kind of like her, and she's trying to be a heel, but they won't let her. See what I mean? She's fighting almost a battle that you can't win. Or you might win it. But she had those devout fans for for the last year or so since she became the man since
1: 2018. Yeah. Okay.
2: Well, she had those devout fans, and now she's trying to get them mad at her, but they're not going along with it. So no, and it she's and she's running. she's fighting it and fighting it and fighting it, but the crowd is fighting back at her. So. And that's why it's going to take time and it may it may never get done.
3: I think the key thing you said there and that's what's coming across to me is she's trying She's not being a heel. She's just trying to be a heel, and it comes off very forced for me. And that's why it's not connecting. Because I'm someone that has never really liked Becky Lynch. You know, ever since she feuded with Ronda Rousey, I chose my team. I went with Ronda over Becky. So it's easy. It would be easy for me to start booing her if she was just being a heel. But the fact that she's trying—that's why it doesn't connect with me. And that's why I'm—I'm I'm gonna cheer her
1: off a of spite. See, and here's the thing. Like, I do connect with Becky, and that's why it's not working for me is because I understand, because this is just me, because I'm messed up in the head. You all know that. But, like, I portray confidence but I'm not at all, which is why I see what she's putting out on the screen. Like I have no self-confidence whatsoever. I deal with massive anxiety issues. I'm very open about that. So I connect, <laughs> I connect with what Becky is putting out on the screen, which is why I think I see that. So yeah, I, I love her even freaking more now <laughs> uh, to be completely honest with you. So it's yeah, it's, it's going to be hard for me. I don't know what they could do to get Anx- any- any anxiety stuff.
2: issues. I'd take my pill. <laughs> I think I need medication. Uh, clearly, I think I need medication. Yeah, you do need medication. Now, I will, <laughs> now, I will the, trump that.
1: This is another match, by the way, that has no stipulation. Dutch Extreme Rules is on Sunday. We have six matches on the card. Five of them are normal.
2: What the hell are they doing? <laughs> What's the WWE? I mean, if we saw uh, really Extreme Rules... We've already seen it, because we saw Rampage tonight. <laughs> I mean, they couldn't do anything else. They, they was killing each other in there. And it was just... And that's why I didn't like the show, guys, because it was just... To me, it was just... The first three matches were double segments. So try to stretch it to two hours, when they could have got it in in one segment, would have made a a decent Rampage, an hour show. But to try to stretch it to two, I don't know. But... But Extreme Rules, and you only have – and this is Friday. Yeah. And they don't announce the rules, I guess. Just make them up because it's called, it's called Memphis Rules. You make it up as you go along, <laughs> you know, and you sit in the back. Vince would sit in the back and say – well, what do you think they want in this next match? That's what you will do. Well, what about damn the bullwhip match on the pole? Yeah, we got the poles. Yeah, put them up. Put those bull whips up. Let's do it. And let's surprise them. F them. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. I'll teach them to buy a ticket. Here's the thing, though.
1: Most of these <laughs> matches are the same damn thing. If you look at Extreme Rules, No disqualification, no. Street Fights, TLC, they're all the same damn match. Yeah absolutely so even a, even a triple threat match like you don't need to put a stipulation on the united states championship match because it's already a triple threat match there's already no rules so that yeah. one i kind of understand and i think that one will get that one will get a little bit nuts especially because jeff hardy and, and sheamus and, and damian priest are in it. that's that's just a combustible uh element right there but uh i think i think uh becky and bianca should definitely have a stipulation of some kind but um yeah, I don't know if they're going to have Bianca lose to Becky again. Uh, these two have been, or at least quickly, these two are going nah. to have a match. These yeah. two are definitely going to have a match because from all reports from the UK tour, these two have been tearing it down at every live show that they have been at. Uh, so they're putting together something something really special for uh, Sunday. I can't wait to actually be there uh, and, and watch it. Uh, Duck. Duck says that uh, extreme rules is a lousy title for a pay per view. It is when you have no extreme rules matches. Indeed, <laughs> it's it's one match. You got you got Roman and, and Finn. That's it. That's it. So we need to we need to throw. They'll probably do something on uh what talking smack uh tomorrow. They'll probably throw a couple. They'll throw some out on on social media or something like that. So uh, uh, we'll we'll see to, to to kind of build some hype. Uh, something that uh with the women here, something that built some hype for me. I totally forgot that we now get Nikki Cross and and Rhea Ripley on SmackDown now because they won the tag team titles on Monday. So that maybe hey,
2: hey how big is that Ripley girl? Oh, she's uh six she, two, six three. She's pretty put together. She's uh, pretty tall. I
3: think she's about
1: uh six one, isn't she? Well, here here's the other thing. She's also standing right next to uh Nikki, Nikki yeah. Uh, uh Rhea
2: Ripley is only 5'7".
3: Uh, Oh my god look at yeah. that
2: so well, how big is a uh, little uh Nikki how big is she five foot flat so <sighs> but what is Zelina Vega how tall is she
3: she's about probably five foot or four yeah. <laughs> eleven
2: she might be four
1: eleven they might be giving her a generous billing of five foot tall
2: really they have beat that poor girl so many times <laughs> they should give her really. They should give her the most valuable player award tonight. Allegedly, allegedly, Zelina Vega is five foot one. Uh,
3: so Z- Zelina is my MVP of the night, Dutch. Just because you said it, Zelina yeah. is my MVP of the night for finally well, she, getting a win.
2: Well, she doesn't quit. She and they kicked the crap out of that girl. Hey, and she kicks. I don't think there's many. I think when she kicks, she kicks. Yeah, I don't see her. Pulling pulling it back any or trying to lessen the the blows of it, she kicks. But anyway, I kind of like her because I, I think they're punishing her for before she left last time. Didn't she contest something like going on some? Uh, yeah,
3: uh, she's the unionization.
2: Right.
1: I don't know about. I don't know. You would know better than I would, to be completely honest. If they would, I mean, they already let, let her go. They already let her go and then brought her back. Would they punish her after bringing her back? You would
2: know better than I would. You know, the old saying in wrestling, if they're somewhere else, you can't, you can't screw them. But if they're right there, you can screw them. (laughs) That's a direct quote from Vince McMahon. (laughs) All right. I'll trust you. Uh so to speed things
1: up here, we get super brutality tonight. At least we got Nikki Cross in action against Natalia. Another three minute match with a with a distraction finish. But the important thing is here, Nikki gets the win. So they keep the momentum rolling for for uh for Nikki and Rhea. And then finally, Sid, Shotzi and Knox emerge, and they're like, Hey, we should have a women's tag team title match, which absolutely you should because you beat the damn champs three times. Before they start, if you, I don't think, I don't think that Natalia and uh what uh it's I'm tired. What's her name? Uh, Z- uh no, Natalia and Tamina.
2: <laughs> Tamina, thank you. I kept wanting to say Selena. I kept to uh, say Selena. you just got into wrestling and you can't remember anything. <laughs> um, Give Christ. it two or three years, you'll be saying what is my name? <laughs> but uh, Tamina <laughs> and Natalia, I don't think they want a damn match like post
1: post May. Uh, when no. they had those tag team titles so they lost like to everybody so they needed to get those titles off of them. they really really did because they were becoming pointless. Let but me say this going- and Knox are back and it looks like they're setting up a really fun feud hopefully between these these two teams. Yes
2: let me ahead. say this before I forget it. We called it guys. remember we called Naomi and uh, Sonia, Sonia Deville. Deville. Deville, and we yeah. called it and it's gonna it's gonna happen. That's I, that, and I and I kind of like that match. That that was the segment of the night for me,
1: the segment of the entire damn night, Rampage included. Naomi comes out and sitting there. I'm in my ring gear. I'm ready to go. Give me the damn match, and then you get Sonya Deville coming down here, and it's like I almost forgot how good on the mic Sonia Deville is. Because she's been doing this administrative role for so long that her her time on screen has really kind of just been diminished to, yeah, okay, we'll make this match, this, that, and the other thing. She did berate Liv Morgan a couple weeks back, but the way she dissected Naomi tonight, it's like she just went through Twitter and just read all like the nasty comments that have been said about Naomi, you know, from the the IWC and we're like, "Oh, that's a good line. That's a good line. That's a good one." All right, now I'm going to put my spin on it. And I'm going to throw it back in her face. I wanted I wanted Naomi to punch her so damn bad tonight. And I think Dutch that's what they were going for. They wanted to leave you wanting more. You want to see these two go
2: down. And I'm excited
1: is. because this I so it's happening. Sonya Deville's coming back to the ring. I'm very, very excited about that.
2: Well, that is interesting because I like and and we who called it? We called it. See, Well way ahead of, we called it six weeks ago.
1: We did. Hey, we also, we also, did.
2: We also not called you, happy not Cor- you, running not running you, Rick, not you, Rick. Me and Sid, we called it. Okay.
1: Oh, well, that's fine. I, I single-handedly called the happy Corbin turn with the, with the Vegas thing. So that's You fine. did. You did. We're just a bunch of no tr- no stardom- is, uh, over here. So, well, we, we got it all figured out, but I'm, <laughs> I have been waiting. I know a lot of people have been waiting over a year for Sonya Deville to get back into the ring because she was on an absolute roll. She was like breakout star of the year until that shit situation happened at her at her home. Had to take time off. She came back. I'm ready. It is. It has been way too long since she's been in the ring. This feud with Naomi is going to be really well. They're finally doing something meaningful with Naomi. I would not be surprised if Sonya ends up winning that match. Whenever it does happen, and that's the catalyst for getting Naomi in with the bloodline is, you know, Roman so, and, and Jimmy yep. kind of meet her up and say, hey, look, we know you're down, but we know how to elevate people. You run with us, you'll be women's champion. Take you up.
2: You know a segment that kind of pissed me off? <laughs> I mean, it didn't piss me off, but I'm saying, with do- Dominic and Ray, pull the trigger, man. Pull the – do something. Yeah. It's been going. It's been two months, maybe three months, and everybody can see it coming. When are you going to do it? So, what would you say they? they how how are they going to do it? Do you think? I, I think it's going to be Sami Zayn. This is how they're basically
1: doing the Star Wars, right? Like this yes. is how Palpatine got Anakin to turn to the dark side. He started, you know. Just dropping those little thoughts inside of his head, saying, "Hey, look, you know, it was really, you know, it's really your dad. Your dad's the one that's holding you back. You're getting better. I see potential in you, kid. You know, if you just, if you just listen to me, if you just turn to the dark side here, that's exactly what they're doing with Sammy Zayn. I actually liked this segment uh, a lot tonight. I know I'm we're we're ready for it to happen, but I think I find Sammy and and Dominic as a unit to be way more interesting." than dominic and the old man i like dominic and ray feuding with one another give me some bad blood give me give me dominic being just that he's too ho-hum he's too nice he's i want to see some attitude i want to see some personality out of the kid i want to see some of that that hook swagger
2: all right turn dominic into a hooker damn it like i want i want to see something out of him hey i bet i've only seen this hook kid once but there's no turning Dominic into Hook. Exactly. What, and I, this is the, tonight was the first night I've seen the kid because he just, I, I saw him when he's pushing his hair back. I mean, he's got it. He's got it. Dominic has
3: the personality of a wet paper bag. Like I don't it, I, like, I don't like, think that much. Yeah, I mean, like it's like he doesn't have the charisma. Like like the first time he ever showed any type of passion was when he was in front of fans and even then it was just like, "Hey, I'm just happy to be here." But it's just like uh, I don't know if he'll ever get that hook swag. Hook Hook has another level of swag, and not Dominic is not a hooker. I'm a hooker, and anyone that <laughs> loves Hook like I do is a hooker too. And and I'm a big Powerhouse Hobbs fan, so I'm a Hobbit as well. I'm a Hobbit and a hooker, You're ladies a and hobbit gentlemen.
1: Hooker. You're a yes. Hobbit hooker.
3: Yes.
2: You know how <laughs> many birds I caught on Rampage tonight? How many? Five.
1: Yeah, they love flipping those. Well, yeah, they, they do.
2: <laughs> right at them. <laughs> All right, guys, we got 2
1: minutes left to meet my uh, to meet my deadline here. Uh we had uh, the IC title match tonight, Nakamura going over Apollo Cruz. I feel bad for Cruz. I thought this I, was, do. I I thought this was a pretty good match, but I think it's the right call. I think it's time to move on. Can we can we start
2: <laughs> Really? Yes. I mean, w- when did you start feeling that? Like 3 months it, ago. Yeah. Wasn't
3: it like the opening match? Second. It was the second match.
2: It was the opening match. It was the opening match, yeah.
3: yes. I, I yeah. literally felt tired with the show after the opening match, and that was the main reason, because I've seen Nakamura beat this guy seven straight times. And I did not need to see him do it an eight time. Like people on Twitter were like, Oh, you, you, you didn't see Boogs picked up Aziz. I was totally numb to anything that was good or that was anything that, that, that was wow to me. I was completely numb as soon as they were in the ring with each other. Like Apollo Crews worked well. That was a nice moment with Boogs picking up Aziz, but I was totally numb to it because I was over seeing this match for the eighth
2: time in a row.
1: Pop quiz real quick. Can either of you guys without looking it up, tell me the last time the Intercontinental Championship was defended on a pay-per-view?
2: I have no idea.
1: Um,
3: I want to say uh, no. Uh, WrestleMania?
2: Yeah. Oh, WrestleMania. <laughs> WrestleMania. I, I just remember <laughs> The Nigerian drum fight was the last
1: time the Intercontinental Championship oh, yeah. was defended on a pay-per-view. This has uh, become basically WWE's version of the TV title. I would like to see them <laughs> do something better with it. For the
2: love of God, let's get Nakamura into a more meaningful feud. Hey, hey guys, let, let's pitch an idea to WWE that they fired the creative team for one week and we just go take their place. Would Would you do it? I would yes. do it. I would Put, do me, it. Put uh, me on SmackDown immediately.
1: Okay. I,
3: I would do it. And the first thing I would do,
1: yep. go sign Hook.
3: Go sign Hook. That's how that's what WWE is well, missing.
1: You would get it, you, you, you would get a lawsuit, uh, because uh, <sighs> that that's called tampering. Uh, you can't, uh, well, heck, I don't even know if Hook's technically under contract, exactly. Or if, exactly. if he just pals around with Taz, to be- yeah,
3: I, <laughs> I've never seen a Hook is all elite graphically. Yeah. ladies and gentlemen. So
2: that's all I'm saying. That's you know what, you know what, Hook needs to do every show he goes to, live show, he needs to take a bunch of gimmicks. <laughs> And he'll make a thousand fifteen hundred $1,500 a night. <laughs> so who in the hell wants to wrestle? If you can sit back and sign autographs and just off your image.
1: You know what? Uh, William says, uh, Barry Corbin. I think you mean Baron Corbin. <laughs> Actually, you mean happy Corbin. <laughs> that might've been an auto correct. Maybe he tried to type happy and it
2: turned into Barry. Uh, <laughs> Barry Corbin is going to be your next intercontinental champion. Maybe. Hey, what? hey, hey William you need to really put that bottle down <laughs> and we love you william but you I know, don't we think,
1: appreciate, we're, we're,
2: yeah we, all make we, we we're love not, you to death brother you. we're not hating on you
1: you know what i wouldn't be mad if happy Corbin was the next intercontinental champion because clearly they want to push him so maybe they would actually utilize the damn belt a little bit um so but i'd like to
2: actually see nakamura have a good run we've we killed Sid. Sid is dead. Sid is gone. We're you gonna- know, I think this would be the last time they they ask us to do a late early morning show. It's the last See. time I'm doing one. See, these son bitches went crazy at twelve o'clock. I think I got to mute Sid. Sid, let us know when you're ready to go
1: again. Just give us, just give us the way, give us the thumbs up when you're ready to go. <laughs> All right, last things. Last thing, we'll talk about the main event tonight. For SmackDown, Roman Reigns versus Montez Ford. I love that this match took place so too. much tonight. They, they. This is not a match that we've ever really that we've ever seen before. This is not a spot that Montez Ford has ever been put in before. You guys know how high I am on Montez, and I'm I'm not the only one who's high on Montez. This was a great first test for him. It wasn't his smoothest match that we've seen him have tonight. I think he got a little bit rattled when the table
2: collapsed. I mean, don't know what that was. I think he got rattled when he tried to jump up on that wall and yeah. missed it right yeah. at the start. But I yeah. think he you could tell he was nervous. And you know what? But I think that actually helped sell the
1: match. Like, because, like, look. Not everything is going to go perfect, right? Like, if you're if you're a young and up-and-coming NFL team and you're on Monday Night Football, you're going to be nervous. You're going to have jitters. You're going to make mistakes, and that's okay. I really think that kind of helped tell the story in the match tonight. He still had a good match. He still put on a good showing. But, yeah, the jitters were part of the show, and I think it helped sell him being in this
2: spotlight for the first time. Yeah, he did well. He did really, really good. And I'm like you. I'm glad to see just a different matchup yes. because – because even though he lost, he brought Montez Ford up. Maybe not quite to that level, but he brought him up. And it's what the fans think of you anyway. It's where you belong. And I think he helped him. I think they helped. I think both people were helped. Of course, it was an entrance. It was it was a setup to bring uh, the demon in. Right. And it, I,
1: I guess it worked. Which, said, by the way, so after Ford loses, he loses clean to the guillotine frog splash came down on top of the knees which that had to hurt he gets choked out with the guillotine not choked out they made him tap out which i didn't really like but whatever i'm nitpicking there then he gets his ass kicked by jay and jimmy and roman he gets slammed through the table and then the demon shows up if i'm montez in character i'm laying on the ground going mother effer you couldn't have shown up two damn minutes sooner We saved
3: you when you were getting jumped by the Bloodline, but you couldn't come out yeah. and, and make a save for me. You had to wait till I went through the table. I thought that the match was, uh, it was, it was solid. It was a solid work. I, I you could tell that uh, Montez Ford was a little bit nervous. He had a couple of things that went wrong for him during the matchup, but he recovered very nicely. They had a good finish. The post match was the stronger point of this, with uh, the Bloodline beating him down, and then, then the Demon looking strong taking out the entire bloodline on his own that's what they needed to do to actually make people believe the demon has a chance of beating roman reigns and uh yeah i i liked i liked uh i liked all of this all together this was probably the strongest portion of the show outside of you know the uh the naomi segment which i probably i probably put one one a one b as far as the best uh segments on smackdown this was a really strong way to close the show
1: uh Steve, uh final question here. Do you guys see any titles changing hands at Extreme Rules this weekend?
2: I don't see Roman Reigns swapping it at all. And I don't see uh uh Bianca. I don't think it's gonna change. No. What else what else is up? The United States title is up,
1: and then you have the SmackDown tag team titles as well, the Usos and the Street Profits. I wouldn't be surprised if the Profits win yep. that. But- I think I think that'd change. I don't I'll see, see Damian Priest dropping the United States title. Me
3: either. I'd I, say, I say
1: I think the I, best bet is the Raw Women's Championship.
3: I was gonna say that. That's the that's the best bet because we know gonna, Charlotte doesn't gonna, hold the title long.
2: I was gonna say that too. I was just. Just the, only to get thing in that, there. the only thing that makes
1: me think that Alexa doesn't have a chance is, is actually in Columbus, which is her hometown, and we all know WWE doesn't like uh, putting you over they, in your home.
3: They legit did a countdown of they how they hate people in their hometowns. Like they literally did a countdown, and and the best tweet I saw was from David uh, Bisping, who who said, "How we don't like happy endings in a in a countdown form." Like that was the best tweet about that that whole countdown that they did. They unless, literally hate hometown heroes.
1: Unless unless it is a uh, unless it's WrestleMania, they don't like happy endings. They like to send the crowd home happy. At most WrestleManias, I would say. Uh, but look, but look
2: at AEW internet all the New York guys. Yeah, they put him over.
3: Exactly. It's no, like it's they, like it's like Earth Earth Two over in AEW with how hometown heroes are like undefeated in their hometowns. While well, WWE, they literally can't even let the hometown hero like go off and stand tall at the end of the night like last week. So,
1: mm-hmm. do you think there is any legitimate chance that Finn Balor has of winning on Sunday?
3: I think he has a if it's like ten percent. It's 90% Roman wins, 10% Balor. Balor pulls it out, but him looking strong tonight makes me believe they're going to go with uh, Roman winning here, and then that will be the end of Finn going to the Demon for a while.
1: The only thing that re- – there, there's a lot of factors. I would mark it more at 35%, and the reason why I'm so that optimistic on this 30, – 35 35%. The reason why I'm so optimistic – on that is there's a lot of variables one this is the only one that has no rules like extreme rules match so there's there's an escape there two we all saw what happened on monday roman reigns is feuding with literally the entire damn locker room he's got beef with the new day he's got beef with brock lesnar he's got beef with bobby lashley now any of those entities could show up and screw him over in this match i'm not saying finn Balor could win clean not even close But I think there is a chance that there are some hijinks, some shenanigans, some something that sets this up to where Roman gets beat on Sunday. It could be one of those instances where we have to have an instant replay because Roman is, is kicking out as the three count comes down, but his shoulder is still down when the referee's hand hits. It could be that close. I don't know how you book it. But there's a lot of variables at play here that make me think that Balor has at least a puncher's chance of walking out as the Universal Champion. And because WWE loves that Demon character so damn
2: much, are they really going to bury it the first time they bring it back? You know how you book it? You write it down, Roman Reigns versus the Demon, and it's booked. (laughs) Let them figure it out. That's what what they do, you know. They may have an idea, but they give it to the talent (laughs) You guys figure it out.
1: Yeah. Here's who's going over. Figure it out. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Basically what they do. Dutch, you're such a visionary. I love it. I, I am. I'm like, I'm way ahead of my time. So. All right.
1: <laughs> so again, some housekeeping notes here. Uh, we will be on doing the post- Smackdown right after it's going to be a quick 30 40 minute recap of everything that we saw uh, myself Sid and Dutch starting at ten oh five 05 next Friday night but before that it is the first ever sports Kita WWE draft watch along starting at eight o'clock myself Kev Kellum the Vince McMahon apologist himself and Jose G we're going to be breaking down all the draft picks I'm going to have Ozzy if you're still in the chat this is for you bud I'm gonna be wearing my best Mel Kiper brand new suit that I bought uh, just last week. So I am gonna to go to the nine uh, for this. I'm gonna be doing my best, uh, Mel Kiper in person. I may even slick my hair back uh, if, uh, if at all possible.
2: Oh, uh, Rick! Congratulations yeah. on Cincinnati. They're having a good season.
1: They are. They are. If we get past Roman Re- uh, Roman Reigns, Jesus, I'm tired. If we get, they can't. <laughs> you are tired. If we get past Notre Dame in two weeks, we're going to the college football playoff. Oh, you, you, you won't do that. You won't do that. They've looked
2: pretty bad. They've looked pretty bad this year. They're undefeated. Still- they haven't been looking great. But, but you won't beat them, though. Hey, my team has embarrassed me, really. Clemson. But that quarterback, I swear, looks like he's never seen a football in his life. Georgia Tech sacked him nine times or seven times. And Trevor Lawrence would have ran away. He stood there and looked at him. Hey, so what you're
1: saying is there is an offensive line that's worse than the Bengals' offensive line. That's good to know. Uh, Yes. All right. Uh, Paul, no, Big E is not defending his title at the pay-per-view unless that gets uh, added in uh, really quickly. If you were wondering, by the way, where Big E was on the show tonight, uh, he did, uh, in an interview with me for ESPN 1530 in Cincinnati, did clarify uh, he is... More of a Raw superstar now than he is a SmackDown superstar, at least until the draft happens. But he is the WWE champion. He now considers Raw uh, to be his show, so that's why he was not uh, on there. Doesn't mean we won't see him on SmackDown. Uh, we could see him next Friday, but I think things will be... Uh, and and next Friday,
3: we're going to see Edge because Seth Rollins had a pretty good uh, promo inviting Edge to come back to SmackDown and Edge confirmed on uh, social media. I I retweeted that before WWE even announced it on the show. Look at that. So.
1: Sid I, is on it. And you know what that means? You know what that means, don't you? We're going to get Edge and Seth Rollins in Saudi Arabia. That's. Yeah. 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 That's that's, yeah, that's yeah. Much what it is. Yeah. Pretty, yeah much. pretty much. That's the big show. That's the next big show. The Thursday afternoon, that 1 p.m. prime time slot. What is it called? Crown, Crown Jewel? Is that what it is? Crown yeah.
3: Jewel. Or, or as I like to call it, Sweet Saudi Money 6. <laughs>
1: Did you see that report that WWE is going to get more money from this Saudi Arabia show? Than I, they are? I, I send the
3: information to Dutch because we and Dutch, we talked about it last week. And I said to him, I was like, sweet Saudi money has made more money than, than WrestleMania. <laughs> Overall, WrestleMania's 37 events or or what what would it be? I think 30, uh, 39 because they've done two nights the last two years. 39 events for WrestleMania has, has drawn less money than sweet Saudi money. That's why it's sweet
1: Saudi money six, and that's why Vince is just sitting back and laughing. It's like, yeah, all right, let's let's book uh, Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns at one o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, Actually, probably be the main event, so that'll go on right at four p.m. when everybody's in traffic driving home. Uh, yeah. So that'll uh, that'll that'll work out uh, fantastically. The question is, will it be for the Universal Championship? I have a hunch that it won't be because FU does not need the title we will find out uh extreme rules is this sunday we got a huge spectacle for you it starts at noon sid puller the third against kev kellum extreme rules trivia the winner of this match this is a number one contenders match we all remember what those are not some championship contenders match this is a number one contenders match the winner of this will challenge the longest reigning ever. Sports, keto, wrestling, trivia, champion, yours truly at a later date, because I'm actually going to be in Columbus uh, at Extreme Rules, so I can't really do this one. So, plus, if Kev Kellum wants a rematch. He's got to earn it. He's got to beat my man, Sid, but I don't think he's going to beat Sid. Sid, I think it's going to come down to me and you. I'm already going to call it. I think this will be over by round three. This is gonna be a knockout. I think you are gonna decimate Kev Kellum on Sunday
3: Because because while Kev Kellum is trying to get a check from WWE, my no. wife takes home one every single week. So I have the inside track.
1: You at your 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 income is actually paid by Vince McMahon, and you don't have your nose as far up his ass as Kev Kellum's. I, I, I don't need to. I don't need to. Vince puts food in my kid's mouth.
3: I don't need to be up his ass.
2: This is the last time that they are going to put us on. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, they'll never do this again. <laughs> uh, now, they're they're going to claim, you guys legitimately screwed to show up. <laughs> uh, as soon as Extreme
1: Rules comes to a close, uh, a very surly and salty Kev Kellum will be leading the post show right here on the Sports Wrestling YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook, so make sure to join oh, oh. We got Extreme Rules covered for you.
3: Because they love, they love what I was doing this earlier. Chris Smith, you cannot say bad things about Kenny Bolin. He told me to do this. Banhammer. Sorry, brother. Sorry, brother. No bad words about Kenny Bolin. No bad words about Dutch Mantel. No bad words about Rick Eugenio. You get the banhammer every single time.
2: There we by go. God, by God, that told him. But I don't know. I don't know about Kenny Bolin. I mean, I mean, I may throw a little hammer in there myself. All I know about If you've known him as long as I've known him, that's a little different story.
1: All I know about Kenny Bolin is I live rent-free in his head for some reason. It's absolutely absolutely incredible. He he loves you, Rick. I know he does. Uh, Guys, uh, check out my interview with Liv Morgan up on the Sports Kid Wrestling YouTube channel right now. We've had uh, thousands of hits on that just today alone. It's a really, really great chat. She's a wonderful young lady, Uh, so check that out for us. Uh, We will be back next week again special time 8 p.m wwe draft watch along uh make sure to uh, to check us out uh, for that it's going to be a whole lot of fun guys it's been a blast i'm tired i want to go to bed i know you guys do as well have a great saturday have a great weekend everybody